following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. of a retro pop i am one of your hosts the very tired the barely awake johnny towns and i'm joined by the fully awake the bright and bushy-tailed matt johnson matt how's it going i'm doing great man how are you i'm doing pretty good cannot complain i'm very excited today to talk about one of my favorite marvel characters that of course being uh dr otto octavius himself dr octopus what timing huh what yeah. timing? yeah the, the awesome trailer drop on uh was it oh it was tuesday it was late tuesday yeah. night and uh yeah this just worked out perfectly so yeah I, i'm very excited for that movie by the way oh you and me both you and me both i'm probably gonna have to go opening night because i'm going away that weekend and me and my wife go to every opening night that we we possibly can so uh, or not, we go to every opening weekend. I I legit do not want to have to sit on that one for a week. I will read yeah. spoilers. Yes, <laughs> I will too. You're, I think you're like me in that I don't want spoilers, but if I know they're out there, I will find them. Yes, a hundred percent. I it it drives me nuts if if it's like I mean it, it's how I used to be with wrestling pay per views and and all that stuff. Like I just uh, hate them, but if they're out there, I'm going to sneak and pretend that I never seen them. Yeah. Yeah, I do the same thing. I, I don't know what it is about me. But I do <laughs> I'm the same way. It's like, I just have to know, even if I can't see it right away. Correct. I just I just have to know stuff. All right. Well, uh, Matt, let's get into our personal history with the good doctor himself, Dr. Octopus. Technology is the light that will cut through the darkness. When humanity conforms to a single truth, a truth based in technological progress and scientific method, we will be unstoppable. I, Dr. Otto Octavius, vow as a scientist and businessman that my duties to humankind will be fulfilled. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Nice words. Uh, I think my fascinating uh, fascination with him comes from the fact that I legit love the animal, the octopus. It's my favorite sea animal because <laughs> they're really they're fascinating. Right. They are they are cool. They're freaky, but they are cool. Yeah, they're very fascinating. They're really intelligent, and uh, to the to the point where I don't know why people try to keep them at, in homes because they'll get out. They know how to get out. They can get through any space, and they're really smart. But um, so when I found out there's this character named Dr. Octopus, the first time I saw him was on that Spider-Man cartoon that was on Fox. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite all-time cartoons. And I was like, who is this guy? Man, he's a menace. He seems really mean. And then as I got older and I learned more about him, he's actually a very complicated character. And then uh, the film Spider-Man 2 came out with Tobey Maguire. The, to this day, I still think it's the best Spider-Man movie. The new ones are really good, and I like them a lot. But the I think Spider-Man Two is my favorite, and it has to be because how Doctor Octopus is portrayed in that, 
and he's a very complicated figure uh, and it, that that's the kind of villains that i really like the ones who are not just the you know like you know how joker is just all for the chaos and stuff like i said that's all that really drives him is just trying to hurt as many people as possible type thing. right uh and i'm not going to sit here and say dr octopus is a good guy because obviously he's done some awful stuff but uh he's definitely way more complicated uh you know he's got I mean, I'll go through it later in my did you notice, but there's like a whole laundry list of stuff he's done that's actually really good. Uh, so uh, he's a very complicated figure. He's not just a, uh, you know, a type bad guy. <laughs> and uh, I think that I'm really drawn to those characters, the ones that have a full play. Because, you know, honestly, if we're being honest, every person, even good people that, you know, and I like to think I'm a decent person. But, you know, even I've done some stuff that I'm not proud of or said something that I wasn't proud of, that type Cor- of thing. Correct. And it's whether or not you let it, like, define you. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you hang on that, if, if you sit on it, if, if you, if, if, you know, if you cling to those, those, those dark moments versus those good moments, and that, that kind of defines on who you are, really. So, yeah. yeah well, what about you? What, what, what was your first introduction to uh, the man with many arms? So, uh, I did... It was the cartoon for me as well, uh, which I think it was for a lot of people. My cousin also had a really cool Doc Ock toy when oh. we were younger. I mean, I, of course, I knew of the character with with that, but it had the rubber arms. Yes. They were, oh, they were so cool. We used to bring it over all the time. We used to play, uh, you know, we used to do our superhero toy wars and uh, loved that thing. Loved that thing. I've been looking for it. Uh, if I could own it at some point, I definitely would. But um you know, the t- he was another one who I just felt, I mean, yeah, there, there, there was a bunch of layers to, um, well, while there were a bunch of layers to him, he was never like a favorite villain until the Alfred Molina role Yeah, in Spider-Man 2. And even I do got to say, I was intrigued by him in the very first Spider-Man game. Well, not the very first, but Spider-Man for the PS1. He yes. Was the, he was the big bad in that game. Yes. And uh, it was kind of cool to see what he was going for uh teaming up with carnage which was such a weird and wild like like you never think of those two being paired up but uh they did and it was really neat you got to see uh the 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 only one and only appearance of monster rock which was a carnage dr octopus um you know uh combination so yeah i i was just enamored i i thought it was the coolest thing and uh i have Growing a deeper appreciation i'm way 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 excited for uh for this you know his return uh, you know coming forth as as far as you know alfred molina goes he nobody deserves i don't think anybody deserves it from the, the original trilogy more than he does yeah uh, very complex character so uh yeah so that's kind of my history with him uh yeah just a, just a really cool character and then you know i'm not super into the comics but i'm kind of aware of what's going on and he has uh, he has his ups and downs. He is uh, he's kind of earned anti-hero status. Yeah. I think in recent years. Yeah, he has. Yeah, uh, I haven't bought a comic in years either, just because uh, I've run out of space to keep them. First of all, yeah, uh, and be honest, it, it, it adds up. So, uh, but that's not because I didn't want to, for sure. Uh, yeah, he's um, he's had one heck of a run in the comics for sure. <laughs> Very complicated, uh, but. We'll talk about that more in his history. So let's get into that. The history of 
a duck duck. Hello, Harry. Otto, what do you want? That precious tritium. But I need more of it this time. More tritium? Are you crazy? You'll destroy the city! You're a hack! <laughs> Okay, for this, we're going to get into the history of Doc Ock from, of course, Marvel Universe 616. Uh, that's probably the one we're all most familiar with. And I want to get into his actual uh, comic history the best I can. I'm going to leave the, uh, like, when his first appearance, all that was in the comics to Matt. Uh, but so we're going to get to the actual character's origins and some of his uh, storylines that I thought were were important. All right, so Otto Octavius was born in. I always get this wrong, Matt. You're in New York, so maybe you can help me. It's uh, Schenectady. Thank you. I don't know why that's just such a weird word to me. What were you gonna say, uh, man? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna we, try. No, I'm gonna we, try. We, I was gonna say <laughs> better because we are a show built on pronunciation, Mister. You're right. You're right. All right, here we go. All right, three. I gotta. I gotta warm myself up. Three. To uh, Schenectady. That's not too bad. I'll take no. that. See All what right. happened as you just copied what I said. I know it really helped me. I probably <laughs> should have just tried to barrel through it by myself first. I, see what I would hate I... myself right now for letting that happen. Let you slide <laughs> you ruined, on that one. You ruined comedy gold. You. All uh, right, let's restart this episode. All right, okay. All right, three, two, one. All right. Uh, hello, welcome to. <laughs> but he was more. His family was a lower class family. His mom. Uh, can be described as very loving she really cared for him but she was also really overbearing right like she's a like she loved him a little too much and that that would come back later and we'll talk about that uh but his dad was just a piece of garbage his dad was very abusive to him he was uh, physically and emotionally abusive to to auto um to the point where one of the things i read was that uh, you know, like when he'd get bullied in school, because of course he got bullied in school. Uh, his mom would say, "You know, don't you don't use violence. You know that will never solve anything." And his dad was would would beat him, would literally beat him for not uh, trying to beat up these people who were being mean to him. And so he grew up really resenting his dad, like he just hated his dad because of that, and that's very understandable. Yeah, <laughs> and I sadly, so. and sadly, I'm sure some people can relate to that. I'm sure they can. Yeah. So right away you're getting established here this is going to be a complicated man right there's no way you go through that as a child to have one parent uh who's showing you love and the other one who's just who is just awful to you uh, and get out of that uh okay completely okay (laughs) it's just almost impossible um but from the beginning Otto was obviously a very intelligent person right he was really really smart uh, to the point where when he finally gets accepted to MIT, uh, he actually would graduate at the top of his class there. That's that's a huge deal. MIT is a big school. Uh, now, please know, I know this is all fake, but uh, I'm going to act like it's real. So just bear with me. <laughs> this is real to me, dang it. <laughs> it's real to me. Uh, he So he's like, that's one of his uh, quote unquote superpowers too, is his intelligence. Uh, the dude's crazy smart. Yeah. Uh, 
And he would actually be so smart that he would get hired not too long after college by the U.S. Atomic Research Center. Because you can't have Marvel and a character in Marvel without having something to do with, uh, you know, radioactive stuff. <laughs> you just can't. Uh, you know, you got your Hulks and your Spider-Mans and your Doc Ocks. Uh, and he would have to mess with a lot of radioactive stuff. And, of course, you can't just touch that with your hands. Uh, so he invents for himself this chest harness that had four mechanical arms coming out of it that would help him be able to hold and mess with this stuff. Uh, and this earned him the nickname Dr. Octopus because he's got eight arms overall. <laughs> Uh, and at work, we're going to build more. We're building more here to uh, this guy being actually overall a really good guy and then the fall of him. That's what yep. we're doing here. So at work, he actually met a lady by the name of Mary Anders, and they fell in love. Uh, this is his first real love to the point where they even got engaged. And <clears throat> he's really happy about this. He's very excited, obviously. And he can't wait to tell his mom because he's thinking his mom's going to be so happy for him. However, when he does tell her, his mother uh, wasn't happy at all. She didn't approve of it. Uh, it. It's mainly because I don't think any, I think any woman that he brought, she wouldn't think would be good enough for him. Yeah, I, I'm relatable. <laughs> <laughs> relatable. No, I. It, it is one of those things. That's It's such a disappoint, disappointing you know, here Octavius is his life is just filled with abuse and just like too much love and not enough at the same time. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's tragic. Talk about mental health these days, and uh, and again, I know he's a comic book character, but uh, it certainly helps make a case and and it makes it understandable why he was the way he was. Yeah, uh, and you know, the, there's just you know his mom who was obviously close to sitting here telling him no, she's not good. Uh, she's not good for you, uh, blah, 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 to the point where he ends up breaking off the engagement and he's heartbroken about it. But, you know, what else can he do? However, uh, this causes him to get into an argument with his mom and it gets really heated and she actually suffers from a heart attack during his argument and doesn't make it. She passes away. So in a span of a few, like just a few days, it seems, he loses the love of his life and his mom two people he was very close to and he blames himself for both. Uh, he thinks they're both his fault. 100%. And this will distract anyone, right? If you have these feelings about this, even if you didn't blame yourself, there's no way you're not distracted, Correct. but he goes, but he goes back to work. And of course he's working with these really volatile liquids and he's just not paying. He's just not all there. Uh, very distracted. And so uh, he has an accident. These liquids explode and they just splash him with radiation, like all over. He gets he gets all kinds of gook on him, basically, is what they say. And the aftermath was pretty horrible. Uh, in the aftermath, he found out uh, that uh, not only did he have uh, brain damage that they couldn't repair, like it was it was just there. There's nothing they could do about it. But he can now control those arms with his mind. Like he was linked to them completely. And thanks to his brain damage being a big part of it, like if you're already kind of on, like, you know, you can go either way. 
and then you this happens to you that's going to push you in one way and that's what happens so soon he goes from a very respected uh and uh you know even to the point where in some stories you know like in the playstation game uh you know peter parker is considers him a hero yeah you know for him and even in and i would even say him for the same thing for uh the second movie that we've already talked about 100 percent. it's it's a uh, it's you know that's why it's more tragic I, I I no I hundred percent agree. Um, this it seems the second the the movie did a really good job, a, a relatively good job, of taking certain elements from the comic book origin, which I'm I like I'm a huge advocate for for doing that. Yeah. Some, it's, with some characters, it can ruin it can ruin them for me in the live in live action if they don't use themes from the the source material. But um, but uh, you know, obviously he, the, his 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 wife died in the second movie. That kind of sent him over the edge, all that stuff, the government thing, right? Tritium, I think, was a thing. It was these are all like government based projects. Yeah. So, um, but that's cool. But I, I, I think this comic book angle might be my favorite one. I get out of all the origin stories that I've seen for for Doc Ock, and they vary from writer to writer to to outlet to outlet. But I really do like this. I think this is my favorite one, the comic one. Yeah, it's my favorite one too. Even though, like we said, the second movie and the PlayStation game do a fantastic job too, uh, and they definitely take some uh, both of those take some uh, homage from the comic resource for sure, uh, which I very much appreciate, like you do. But you know, obviously, this sends him from respected scientist to a superhuman criminal, right? Like he just kind of goes off the deep end. Uh, and this will lead to, of course, Dr. Octopus and Spider-Man battling uh, forever. Uh, Doc Ock will become one of Spider-Man's main arch enemies. He put him up there with, you know, the Green Goblin as probably his top two, I would say. Yeah, definitely at that point in time. Uh, I know that that has evolved over the years, but I think all time, he, he definitely he definitely is. Um, yeah, he's one of the OGs. I think he's the first or second like mainline villain that debuted in those early issues. Yeah, yeah, he's been there from nearly the beginning. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, here's just some of the stuff that he would that he did in the comics. He would be the one to assemble the first Sinister Six, and that, of course, is uh, the six uh, of Spider-Man's rogue uh, rogues who would get together, work together to take out uh, Spider-Man. And uh, that's a major storyline. Uh, he would even, and I remember this, he would even date Aunt May at one point. Yes, I do remember Be- that one. Because she didn't know that side of him. She only saw the good side of him. Uh, and that that storyline was very interesting because Peter Parker knew who he was. Right? So he, yeah. knew, he knew what was going on. So that was pretty and, wild. And how, do you, how, do you, how do you break that up without having your own identity like revealed yeah right like either either he's gonna do it if you mess it up or you have to mess it up to inform her to educatingly inform her of what he's done yeah what uh, what an awesome storyline though to think of right there's so many ways you can go with that that's just a great storyline like this because you're really putting peter parker in a weird spot like what's he gonna do i think that's brilliant i really do I really do. Uh, yeah, that that's that's masterful writing. And it's hard in comic books to get kind of new stuff done. And this is only that's a storyline that was done within the last what 10, 20 years. 
Yeah, it's not. It's not been that old. So it, that, in the big know, span it, of things, yeah. And there's been a lot of comic book ideas tossed around, and and they made that one, you know, really really well. Yeah, uh, and uh, one that happened probably the last Spider-Man story. No, I read into the Spider Verse. I read that one, but right before it uh, was, of course, Superior Spider-Man, and uh, that is a major Doctor Octopus story. To the point where he finds out that he's dying and he wants to live on. And he does this by creating these uh, robots that allow him to switch his, again, this is comics, to switch his brain with another. And, of course, he switches his brain with one named Peter Parker. Yeah. And in the comics, Peter Parker would become Dr. Octopus in a way because that's the body he'd be in. And he would die and doc ock thinks he's got it clear and free but i'm as crazy as the storyline sounds i encourage you if you're at all interested in this and you haven't checked the storyline out to do so because they come at this thing at some really fascinating angles it's probably one of my favorite uh, storylines from the comics that i last read and uh to the point where you know he starts hearing peter parker in the back of his head and it's driving him crazy because he can't get rid of it. And Peter Parker is slowly influencing him to kind of bring him back mm. toward the good aspects of Doctor Octopus so cool. that were all that were always there. He always had those good parts, but you know Peter Parker was actually bringing those out, and he actually becomes a really good Spider-Man uh, despite starting out uh, wanting to do some nefarious stuff, but. Uh, he be- ends up becoming the superior Spider-Man, which is probably one of my favorite Spider-Man. And I remember, Matt, this is very much a Heath Ledger Joker situation for me, because when I first, this is when I was heavy in the comics. I mean, I was going to my comic shop. I was reading the previews, you know, of what was coming out. And I heard the storyline, like, they're going to do this. And I was like, man, what? Right. Like this. Why would you do this? This sounds awful. And I, and this is, and I'm coming as a fan from both characters. Like, I just don't like this idea at all to be like, this storyline is freaking awesome. <laughs> that was the same thing with Heath Ledger, right? Like, I heard he was cast, I knew he was a good actor, and I was like, he was the Joker. And of course, thankfully, I was it. way, he yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Uh, I was way wrong on that. That dude was incredible. Absolutely. So, uh, same thing here. Uh, what an incredible, I don't want to give away everything. So, please, I encourage you, if you're going to read any Spider Man story, uh, or any Dr. Ock story. That's the one I would encourage you to read. It's my favorite one because it leads to a pretty decent run in the comics too, uh, of the title of actually superior Spider-Man uh, side note, humble brag. I got the Funko pop because that's how cool I am. <laughs> I had to have it when it came out. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah. Superior Spider-Man is a, a pretty cool one. I'm not a big fan when they start mixing up heroes, like uh, secret identities under, with with the uh, with the actual superheroes. But yeah, uh, that is that that's that's one that was just a. I think Doc Ock really needed like a fresh look. Yeah. So um, a, a fresh, I guess, uh, reimagining, and I think that's what that's definitely one of the best ways to go is just throw him in yeah. the Spider-Man suit. Yeah, uh, but basically, uh, he would end up coming back as himself later on in the comics. So. Uh, and I'll get to that in the Digi Knows, but yeah, that's uh, a really simplified version of the history of Dr. Octopus. There's way more uh, that I could have said. 
I found a really great website that uh, was basically like the definitive biography of all your Marvel characters you want to look up. So uh, it's probably easy to find. I wish I would have written it down, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, now let's get into some Matt's stats. Dr. Octavius. We have to shut it down. Please tell me how. Peter Parker. Brilliant, but lazy. Look at what's happening. We must destroy it. I can't destroy it. I won't. You once spoke to me about intelligence. That it was a gift to be used for the good of mankind. A privilege. These things have turned you into something you're not. Don't listen to them. It was my dream. Sometimes, to do what's right, we have to be steady and give up the thing we want the most, even our dreams. All right, everybody, it is time for the Matt's Stats portion of Retro Pop. Uh, I don't have a ton. It's going to be more so like we did with Cyclops. It's going to be comic value um, and some abilities and stuff. But I do have an interesting one. All right. The reason I'm start off with this one. The reason why they call him Doctor Octopus is because he has eight limbs. Oh man! Did you know that? Oh man! I'm gonna let me take that out of my. Did you know? For- <laughs> I can't believe you stole it from me. <laughs> <laughs> four arm, four back arms, two normal arms, two legs. All right. Yeah. So sit on that. Your head just exploded. I'm sure. Well, technically, at one point, he had more than that because he adds more arms at some point. I think he does, too. But um, but all right, that's the Matt Stats portion of the set. No. Uh, <laughs> so his debut, we'll start off with, uh, we'll actually start off with his uh, his debut. So he debuted. It's uh, Spider-Man number three from, I think it's 19. Oh, where'd it go? Yeah, I just had it in front of me. My apologies. 63. 63. So it's uh, Spider-Man number three from 1963. Thanks for uh, thanks for saving that one there for me. Uh, right now, it's probably valued at about uh, a 9.6 grade copy of that comic book. It's probably worth about $50,000. Yeah. Um, a 6.0 can be for about $1,000, but uh, it, it's... Re- there is one record sale though for it. It did somebody did buy it. It might have been a ten, a perfect ten, but one hundred and forty four thousand dollars it sold for at one point in time. Chump so, change. Yeah, seriously. Especially, I mean, especially when you compare it to, uh, like Spider Man number one, which was like literally two issues oh, prior, yeah. and that thing's going over for a million dollars. Pretty wild. Uh, so his powers. His powers. That's always an important thing. As we stated, he is a uh, he's a genius and there's no accident about that. He is a, a, a an educated, just just genius PhD in nuclear science um, and all that. He's actually so smart 
that he was once called upon by Mr. Fantastic to uh, offer his expertise when the Invisible Woman suffered from complications during her second pregnancy. So that's pretty cool that even though supervillain, hey, I need your help. That Uh, says something too, because obviously, uh, you know, uh, Reed Richards is also uh, considered highly intelligent. Yeah. For him to say, I need to ask Doc Ock, that's saying something. I really want to find this panel. Like, I'm very, I'm like intrigued. I'm very intrigued by it. I got to find it, what issue it is. Um. I believe we already mentioned because of the uh, atomic radiation exposure, he has a mental ability to uh, psychokinetically control all four of his arms uh, to some degree. We get to see that, you know, in Spider-Man 2, it's the uh, it's that chip. It's the chip in his back that malfunctions, but it was a neuro chip. Um, And they even use that in the most recent Spider-Man game as kind of that that, that logic. So um, the comic book less real a less realistic take on it, but still cool. Um, nonetheless, each of these four arms are capable of lifting several tons, um, provided that at least one arm is used to support his body. So if one of them is planted on the back, the other three can hoist over a ton and ton of weight. Um, you know, of course he's like, he's all terrain. He's like a RAV four. He yeah. can go over anything. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> he, he, those arms are all terrain. He can go over it. He can move very quickly. Um, it's never an issue. You see the way he moves. He doesn't have to use his own personal limbs. He just uses those yeah. and, and can walk over pretty uh, walk over things pretty quickly. Um, and his concentration, which is uh, it, it's it's pretty superb. He developed it. Um, he can fight a single opponent or multiple opponent, multiple opponents with the arms while performing or a completely separate, more delicate task. So he could theoretically stir a cup of coffee or do a science experiment while his arms are fighting a a, a hero or, or multiple heroes, which is yeah. like amazing. amazing. That's, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but because of that, he, you know, his, his weight, his age, people kind of think that they can just have their way with them. And he, he's like, Oh, surprise. Um, he's, you know, he's beaten Spider-Man, obviously daredevil and captain America multiple times. Uh, he also has an, an armored body suit, which enables him to breathe underwater and, and uh, withstand extreme water pressure, which is pretty cool. And uh, lately, he's begun wearing a full body armor suit due to a crippling illness uh, from the amount of punishment, you know, he's sustained over the years. And uh, but, yeah, he's uh, just just pretty remarkable. His, his arms are now bound to his chest instead of his back to compensate to, to help his back out a little bit, which is, which is pretty crazy. Uh, of course, we mentioned the harness. He's used a total of three different uh, harnesses over his, uh, his, his, his villainy career, the original titanium harness, um, a more powerful adamantium harness. So the, the metal that runs through Wolverine's veins and a carbon, Oh God, carbon, carbonadium harness with tentacles bearing an octopus like motif or motif. So he's used a, a multiple of them. Uh, his powers as superior Spider-Man. Uh, he gained all Spider-Man's memories, powers, abilities, and equipment, although he loses access to Spider-Man's memories after apparently removing his foe from their sheer mind. So uh, the things that Johnny mentioned, now you can hear him in the back of his head. Uh, he eventually he found a way to get Peter out of there and then lost all of, of Peter's memories uh, with that. So uh yeah, he added some. He added just some extra armor, I guess, over some of the weak points of that of the the Spider-Man suit. He also uses octopus 
uh, Octobots, excuse me. Um, yes. Octobots, spider slayers, spider bots, all sorts of different technology that you would see Spider-Man start to use later on in the Spider-Man game. He started using like sp- little spider bots. And they, I, I believe the influence comes from the Octobots. Uh, Cause I don't remember him using too many things like that. And, uh, and, and yeah, that's, that, that's pretty much his powers. Now his stats, according to Marvel.com, they get literally gave him number rankings for everything that he has. Uh, he's a two with durability. He's got energy as number one is, is a, is a one. So I believe these are out of 10 fighting skills are a four. His intelligence is a six. His speed is a two and his strength is a two. So I, and I believe that's, that might be without arms, without arms. I think just yeah. his normal standard. Um, that's what I'm gathering from that. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, let's head on over to Johnny's. Did you know? It's self-sustaining now. Think. Unless the river drown it. I'll do it. Okay, uh, real quick. The website that I was talking about before is marvel.fandom.com. Marvel.fandom.com. Marvel, uh, okay, uh, I looked it up real quick because I wanted to be able to tell people. Uh, did you know that Doc Ock himself has actually technically died multiple times in the comics? Uh, but of course, this is comics, so you know he keeps coming back. Of course, naturally. Yeah, he was once even killed by uh, Kane Parker, who, of course, was one of Peter Parker's clones, because there's a very famous storyline where he gets cloned. I love the Clone Wars series. Yeah. Ben Riley's my favorite, my probably my favorite alternate Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But he's the one who kind of stuck around for sure, right? Yeah. Uh, he's the one that, I mean, got his own comic and everything. I think he's Jackal now. I think, yeah, I think he's Jackal now. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm, hmm. So out of the uh, loop, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Carolyn Trainer was a student of Otto, uh, Dr. Otto, and after his death, uh, she actually became for a short period of time the new Doc Ock. Uh, that is until with the help of the hand, uh, not, uh, you know, not like the, you know, not an actual hand, the, the group, the hand, uh, she was able to bring Dr. Octopus back to life. She resurrected him. Ironically, Dr. Octopus actually suffers from arachnophobia, uh, which makes sense to me, right? Like, he really hates Spider-Man. and makes sense. And Spider-Man, at, at some, there's one storyline where he, he was fighting, Doc Ock was fighting Spider-Man and, um, oh gosh, what's her name? Uh, oh, man. Uh, oh, good gosh. She's kind of a... She's kind of like Spider-Man's Catwoman. What's her name? Oh, Black Cat. Yes, yes. All right. Yes, thank you. Good gosh, I blanked on that. Uh, he was fighting them both, and he really hurts her pretty bad. 
and Peter Parker goes into a rage and beats the living crap out of Dr. Octopus. And they said after that, he really actually had a real fear of actual spiders. Uh, here's something that I actually thought was really cool. Uh, after that accident, he can actually, he found out he can actually control those tentacles, even when they're not attached to him with his mind. Oh, that's so cool. it, so even if they're not attached to him, he can actually tell him what to do. That's man. That's, <laughs> that's pretty freaky, right? <laughs> that is a little crazy. You could definitely like lure in like a, an opponent and just, just get yeah. him. Yeah. False sense of security. Uh, and I know uh, when Matt was reading his, his strength and powers, that was definitely without arms because uh, with arms, uh, and with his intelligence, I thought his intelligence would be rated higher, to be honest with you. Six yeah, six was really, really low. Yeah. Uh, he has actually, you kind of said some of these, but I want to list you who all he's actually defeated. Spider-Man, Captain America, Daredevil, Iron Man, the Hulk. They said he even knocked out the Hulk. He knocked him out. Uh, Fantastic, The Fantastic Four and Ghost Rider. And that's just some of them. And those are some... Heavy hitters. <laughs> but like I said before, he's also really complicated because despite all these bad things he's done, um, he's also done some good. So here's just a list of some of the good things he's actually done in the comics. He saved Peter Parker's life multiple times. Uh, he, of course, in the movie, uh, in the second movie, he sacrificed himself for New York. He actually saved the city by sacrificing himself. Respectful. Uh, he fell in love with this woman, and this woman actually would end up uh, getting AIDS. So he tried to find the cure for AIDS. Sadly, he wasn't able to, and she'd pass away. Mm-hmm. And that makes him even more irate. Right. Uh, and he sacrifices himself to revive Peter Parker. And he's actually saved the city multiple times. Not just that one time in the in the movie, but he's done it multiple times. He's actually saved the whole city. And that just kind of tells you he's not just a one-way uh, bad guy. No, I, I actually I, I got I almost forgot about this. I remember way back I think the first f- couple months we were re- we were doing the panel discussion podcast. I found a crossover book with uh, Spider-Man and Superman, and Spider-Man's big bad he was Octopus, and and Superman's big bad was uh, was Lex Luthor, and Lex Luthor was doing something where it would have meant you know, just wiping out earth or something like that. And, and doc Ock actually ended up turning on Lex Luthor and saving the day. They had, they had Spider-Man and Superman like kind of knocked out, but, uh, and beat down, but octopus is like, no, I don't want to destroy humanity. What are you mad? And he ends up actually saving the day. Oh man. Destroying himself in the, in a bit of in the process. But I think this crossover took place in the seven late sixties or seventies. I want to read that. I'm sure it's somewhere I can find it. Oh, I'm sure it's online. It's it's a really good read. But yeah, he actually it he actually ends up turning on on Luther. It's it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, that's all I had for the did you knows. Let's get into where Doc Ock stands in pop culture today. Pathetic acrobatics are no threat to me. Listen carefully. Now that I have twice as many hostages, I want twice the ransom. I want it in 24 hours. You're not going to get rid of me that... Excuse me. Uh, Edit out that burp. I had to burp. I got you. (laughs) 
If that was Retro Bliss, we'd leave it in, but uh, <laughs> we have more integrity here on this show. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, I, especially with the new movie coming out and him being a major part of it, I remember when the first trailer for it, uh, you know, surfaced and the tentacles come out. And I remember people going crazy just over that scene, right? That was all over Twitter. So obviously Doc Ock is a beloved villain, I think. And he will be for a long time, especially since uh, comic books and comic book movies are sort of now ingrained in our culture. Uh, They're just a part of it. And I kind of think he's always going to be there. I mean, I don't believe you can have a Spider-Man. No matter if you try to reboot Spider-Man, you're always going to have a version of Doc Ock in there somehow. Correct. Uh, And that's just going to happen because he's just such a major staple of Peter Parker, Uh, you know, to the point where I was wondering who they were going to cast as a new, as a new Doc Ock, right? Like I had a, I had a a wish list of who they would cast. Yeah. You you almost expected it. You almost expected it at that point that you have to have somebody, um, somebody new take that mantle. Uh, Which they may still do that. Uh, They still could do that because we don't know who this, current universe's doc ock is we just know that in the next movie uh the toby mcguire doc ock is going to show up from a different universe so who would you want let me ask you this who would you want me to who would you want currently to be a new doc ock is there anybody you can think of my first thought was Patton oswald uh i've seen him he would be uh, good he is he is pip the troll now yeah that's yeah i found that out so that's he so that probably knocks him out of it perfect but i think he would have been really good uh, I've actually seen him. He can do both comedy and he's actually a really good dramatic actor. I don't know if you've seen, I think it was called the fan or something like that. I don't think uh, I have. The gist of it is he's a sports fan and uh, to the point where it's unhealthy. Okay. Uh, and he's really, really good in it. Uh, it was an independent film, I believe, but man, he's so good in it. That made me think that this dude could do more than just uh, comedy. So uh, I, I, he was the first name that I always thought of. When it comes to Doc Ock, he does Marvel look does, like him. Yeah, yes, that also helps. I think he has the look for sure. But Marvel does a really good job with their movies of casting uh, people. So I don't know who they would get. Uh, you kind of want someone. Man, this uh, this sounds. I'm not trying to be mean because I don't have abs whatsoever myself. But you don't want someone who's like you know all svelte with abs and stuff. That's not that's not Doctor Otto. That's not yeah. him. That's where. That's why I'm. I'm in the. Uh, that's why I'm in the uh, the Danny DeVito camp. <laughs> he was an awesome penguin, man. He was. He was. No, he, I don't think he worked as Doc Ock, but no, you're you're 100 right. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I really good. Kind of thinking. He might be too old now, but I I could see that. I'm kind um, of like a, maybe a Jai Courtney. Yeah. Maybe. His Captain Boomerang run is kind of done, and he's been able he's been able to pull off the bigger guy kind of look. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a way to twist it around. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure if they decide to bring him from this current universe, they'll they'll know who who to cast. Oh, but, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I think he's going to be around for as long as Spider Man's around. There's going to be Doc Ock, and I don't see Spider Man going anywhere. No, not quite. Not at all. Not at all. Um, I guess when it comes to his legacy on pop culture, right? Uh, you know, he, he is, he is one of the OG Spider-Man villains. You always be one of the OG Spider-Man villains and people are going to, you know, always put him on a pedestal for that. 
All right. Spider-Man has one of the best rogues galleries ever. Right. Yes. And just behind, I would say he's second just behind Batman. Yes. And that's a, that's a, that's a very popular, you know, debate. Um, But, but I think a lot of people would definitely put uh, Batman ahead. So uh, he's always going to be king of that for that reason, because Spider-Man is timeless. He's always going to be kind of at, at the top of that. But, uh, you know, it's important right now in this day and age with live action, right? With live action roles, character, you know, people being portrayed that those roles are portrayed as well as they can be because of the, you know, the clamoring. Alfred Molina is not back right now if, if nobody cared, if, if they thought he did a bad job. Right. He's not. So, um, so he I did an iconic job is what he did. He did. He did. So that's that's where my head's at. I think he's, a, you know, he's a longstanding villain. He was he was created in the in the um, in the, you know, the original run, the original storyline. So he's going to be forever there, forever present. They're not going to just delete him from history um, as far as that. Not that there's any reason to, but he's, they're going to they're going to make an effort to reinvent a character like Doc Ock. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, so we both think he's going to be around forever. Well, that's been Retro Pop's take on Dr. Octopus. Of course, I left a lot of stuff out. There's just so much. This character has a long history. Uh, and if you're interested in him, uh, check out that website. I, I said they actually list quite a bit of stuff. Uh, or just go down a rabbit hole like I like to do on characters I like and have fun with it. Uh, he's very complicated. Matt, uh, I might be putting you on a spot here because we really rushed this due to we some did. outside circumstances that are going on. <laughs> uh, do we? Do you know what we're going to cover next? I don't. And actually, it's a, it's a pretty good uh, question. Yeah, me and Johnny will have to discuss it off air um, as far as what we're going to decide to do. But, uh, I mean, that, that, I guess that just means you have to tune in next next two weeks. Or go to our Facebook page because uh, Matt does a really good job of updating that. So yes, yes. Every time I figure out what we're, oh, I, I try my best. But every, usually, every time we try, we figure out what we're going to do. Uh, our Facebook page uh, profile picture and cover photo reflect what That's episode right. we're going to do next. So, um, so yes, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, find us on there if you want to know. If not, you'll be surprised in two weeks. But I can assure you, it's going to be something really, really cool. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I pr- I'm really proud of this show. So uh, thank you for all you who are listening and uh, and actually joining the Facebook page. That all means a lot to Matt and I. Uh, but for Matt Johnson, I'm Johnny Townsend. Until next time. Uh, he, oh, man, what's a Dr. Octopus saying? He doesn't really have a saying. He doesn't, I can end this on. Uh, he doesn't need one. He's, he's just a smart he's, dude. Do you got any poetry? You got any po- he, he likes poetry. Oh, man, yes. Uh, oh, good Lord. Uh Doc Ock has eight arms. Um, Doc Ock doesn't live on a farm. Doc, <laughs> Doc Ock. I'm really good at improv. <laughs> Doc Ock wears really cool shades. Doc Ock's hair will never fade. He is so, 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 so cool. (laughs) He is nobody's fool. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when Doc Ock comes for you? (laughs)